You're now tuned into the Voice in the Wilderness podcast. I am your host, Carl Lee, Christ Vibes Only. Let's get into this episode. Do you have to be a product of your environment? What if the product of your environment is positive? What if you came from something positive and life is trying to take that away from you? A lot of times we talk about being a product of the environment. It's like, I'm toxic because I grew up in a toxic environment. Assuming that there was some kind of problem at home some kind of problem with your parents it's like i was i i'm i'm a product of the environment i grew up in and then a lot of times people say that and it's like now give me empathy empathize with me because something about where i came from is different than where you come from and i want you to feel some type of way from me that is normally typically how quote unquote product of the environment is used and in a lot of ways, like it's true, right? We develop so much about how we think about ourselves, feel about ourselves from the way we were raised, right? Um, you know, if you uh, grew up somewhere and your parents spoke positively over you, you probably have like good ideas of them, positive ideas about yourself, positive perspectives about yourself. And one thing that makes things like that hard is when you do feel down or when you do feel some kind of way, everyone has this idea where it's like you come from something, you know, you, I know, I know you're better than feeling like your circumstances are an issue. And that even happens with just us as believers. When we say I'm, I'm, I'm a believer, I'm a Christian. And, you know, I know God is going to guide me and protect me. And that's where I'm going to flow. People also get the idea that like we're oblivious to the circumstances that we may be dealing with. Now, we keep our perspective. We keep a, 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 a biblical perspective about what we're going through, but we still go through them. And that doesn't stop us from noticing something is not right. But that's because we're in a new family now. We're products of a different spiritual environment. This is what we sign up for right you might get some backlash like how you know and and I'm, I'm saying this actually because i personally had a lot going on in my life and i was like yo god what's what's the deal my sir my good savior <laughs> what is the plan my good friend my good lord and savior and king of kings what's going on right <laughs> and uh you know Feeling like that, feeling like that is uh, probably pretty natural in a lot of circumstances. But to act and respond like that is two different things, right? So you feel some kind of way. You think about it. It might be it might be weighing you down. You know, these are the things that like we so casually say, like give that to God, <laughs> right? And it's you know. And he wants us to, and we are too. But in those circumstances, it's, it's it's not as easy to do as it is to say, right? What do they say? Easier said than done. You sitting around trying to figure out how you're going to get stuff to happen and how you're going to pay certain bills. And it's just like, well, give those cares to Jesus. And it's like, thank you. That, that, 
Thank you. You're absolutely right. That's exactly not what I wanted to hear, but thank you. But it's a reality. It's a reality. And we have to look at ourselves in these situations. And, you know, like I was saying, you know, being in the kingdom or being a product of a new environment as opposed to the environment we were raised in. We are expected to have different responses. And so, you know, I want to talk about Joseph, right? I don't know if you know exactly who Joseph is. I'm going to tell you a little bit about him. Then I'm going to hop right into it. So Joseph was the youngest brother of 12. And he was favored by his dad because his mother was having a very hard time carrying a child. So Joseph's father finally has a child with the woman that he loved more than anyone else. And he shows this youngest child favor. Mind you, most youngest children, I'm going to say it, I'm going to say it, get their favoritism anyway, okay? So it's not even that absurd that the youngest child was getting treated differently. But I digress. Let me go back to the subject. So in this case, this is not a pretend this is the youngest. I'm showing favoritism because this is my baby. This is actually like true favoritism. He knows, his brothers know, not only is Joseph the youngest favorite, but he's like being seen like completely different. And his father gives him this coat. And, you know, back then you had like coats and robes. So like pretty much like he fitted him down, right? He he got him this coat of many colors and it probably became more so of something that felt like a mockery to see when his brothers would see him coming and he's wearing this coat and it probably was something that looked more royal than what regular people were wearing back then, right? So it, it actually meant probably just a little bit more than the kind of stuff that we have now where it's like bright colors is bright, but you know, it was, I know back then um, you had to make clothes yourself. So when a coat had a lot of colors, that means you got a lot of fabric and you got a lot of different colors together, right? So when it might have been easy to just go grab some clothes that's made out of whatever natural wool color you may have gotten, this was actually something else, right? Colors were sold separately. This was a very intentional gift. This was not a small thing. This was effort. This was like, why would you do that? You know, like we ever see somebody like in like, you know, ridiculously just spend like more than they had to. And it's just kind of like, but why? Why, though? But why, though? And, you know, and their excuse might be like, because I can't because I'm because I'm balling. That's that's exactly what they want you to get out of seeing that outfit because they can and they're balling. And so like Joseph's walking around like, you know, this is this is my jacket. This is my jacket now, my guy. And obviously we know that he was keen to this jacket because he would wear it just to go check on his brothers like there was no real occasion he was just rocking it he was just rocking it right so joseph is com coming from somewhere where he knows he's loved loved and favored and is placed around people who he gets to see himself being treated better than right and then he starts getting these visions getting these dreams right where god is speaking to him and showing him things through his dream now this man got 11 brothers He's the youngest. They feel some type of way. So now, so he's growing up in, in a place where 
he's loved and he's favored. And then he's growing up where he's like being looked at a little bit sideways. And, you know, they are brothers. So you still want to like have some of that camaraderie with them. But he is definitely not getting that. But I'm going to read this verse right here. Also, I must say, uh, Jacob's name was changed to Israel. So those sons become the 12 tribes of Israel. So in this passage, when when they tell you, when, they, when, I, when I was speaking of Jacob, his name is actually at this point Israel. So let's go. It says, this is Genesis 37 verse 3. Uh, okay, it says, now Israel loved Joseph more than all his children because he was the son of his old age and he made him a coat of many colors that is literally explaining why he gave him a coat of many colors because he loved him because he was the son of his old age but like i was saying his brothers really took that a crazy way because while he was favored he was actually gifted by god so he, in his circumstances he was favored the product of the environment that he was being raised in was to be favored. But on top of that, while being favored, he had a gift from God with visions and dreams and being able to interpret it, interpret them, interpret them and being able to like have them. So he also had this spiritual thing that he had that also came from God. Right. So now you have a person who is favored by man and favored by God. And his brothers are looking at that and they can't handle it. They can't handle it. Mind you, they all are favored by God. They will be the names that read through Bible history forever, right? They were all actually extremely blessed in the same way. No, they were not blessed and favored in the exact same way. But God's favor was with them just because of who their father was. Okay, but I'm I'm definitely going a little bit off subject. But this is what this is what his brothers decided they wanted to do after being in their feelings long enough to let the spirit plant a seed, to let the enemy plant a seed and cause them to act out something they were thinking. Okay, and it says 27. This is Genesis. 37, I'm going to start at 26. And Judah said unto his brethren, What profit is it if we slay our brother and conceal his blood? So the idea now is let's get rid of him, right? Let's kill this boy. Let's kill him. It's enough of us to continue our father's name. We don't need this boy coming up here with these dreams and these visions and us feeling all of this favoritism we got to deal with. And so it reaches a climax, right? And they are talking about killing him. And then Judah, let's see. So then Judah, who said, you know, what is it, what is it going to profit us to want to kill him, says, come, let us sell him to the Ishmaelites and let not our hands be upon him for he is our brother and our flesh and his brethren were content that's crazy like we want to kill him but i mean i guess we could settle for selling him into slavery aye 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 so let me continue so he's he sold into slavery right the product that he came from went from beautiful to like extremely toxic 
Now you look at that and what traits, what traits is he going to keep? What traits do we keep in, in, in the environments that we grow up in when we have positive attributes and positive words that come and then we have toxic, evil, sometimes cold hearted. You know, you have, you know, uh, the people who can be so sweet, but then can turn around and be so malicious that it almost cancels it off. We don't all come from the exact same background and exact same place. But what part of what raised you are you going to hold on to right now? For the most part, no one can say what the most part is when it comes to a person's individual life. Right. So a broad statement like so for the most part, we all come from good homes. It's not even a statement I could make. We might try to come out and still be the best person we could be. But what we take from where we were raised varies. Right. And so let, let me continue. So he sold into slavery and he gets to a point where he's not a regular slave anymore. Right. Being sold, being put in a situation like that, no one knows what you're going to become after that. Right. You your 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 odds are just probably the same as anyone else's that would be grabbed up and considered to be a slave. Right. So now there's there's a path. There's a visible standard. Right. Slaves are slaves. Slaves live in slavery. This is hardship. Right. But something happened because the Bible says in Genesis 39, verse two, and the Lord and the Lord was with Joseph and he was a prosperous man and he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. And his master saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord made all that he did to prosper in his hands. And Joseph found grace in his sight and he served him and he made him overseer of his house. And all that he had, he put into his hands. So Potiphar was a well-off man, right? Potiphar was doing well enough to buy slaves and to have one that he favored more than others, right? So in which case, Joseph didn't come from slavery, right? He came from a place of being favored and a father who owned, right? And brothers who were going to inherit, he comes from somewhere. But right now, he's in a different place. He's in a place where his quote-unquote co-workers have possibly all have grown up in slavery, who, who, who descend from people. You know, back in that day, you would have your whole family and live on somebody's land and be, you know, a servant to them. Right. You you weren't leaving. You weren't planning on leaving. And because it wasn't really what we think slavery to be as like what it became in America, that wasn't necessarily the same thing. You know, servitude where you could have a family, you could raise your family there. You know, um, you were like it was it was it wasn't it wasn't the exact same thing. Right. He put him over everything. There was no shame in him doing this. Okay, and when you look at being somewhere where people come from there and then you get there and grow right for some people being over Potiphar's property, being over anything, being being put in position was possibly some of their goals. 
he was at the top level of where he was going to go in life. His, his father put things in him to help him understand probably math and just like, you know, being a good communicator and being, you know, a, a steward. Right. And then he was gifted by God. He was a smart young man. Right. And everything that was put in front of him, he was able to handle. But in being a slave, he was at the top level of where slavery was ever going to get him. He had made it right. Being over his master's things was the highest level he could get. This was this was the highest regard he can get is that the person who owned everything looked at him and said, you can handle all of this. You can run this for me. I favor you in the way where I don't double check you. I don't come behind you because your God is good. You're good. You're a good person. You're a great person. You're a hard worker. And I trust you in that extent. And I promote you to the highest level this field can promote you to. Joseph was at the highest level his field could promote him to. He made it. In the grounds of being a slave, Joseph was at the top. He made it. And seeing as how that back then, it, was, it wasn't the exact same way it is now. He had probably made it in life. He was probably doing a lot better than a lot of people. Because it also says that Joseph was prosperous. So that means what was his own was prospering. What he did have was prospering. And not only that, it was prospering and he prospered his master. Joseph was at the top. And the problem wasn't that he was at the top. The top was the problem was the field he was at the top of his skills what he was able to bring himself with the circumstances that he grew up with and the things that happened to him in his life he took that to the highest level it could go to running his master's house but ultimately because he was a slave he was going to be slaving he was going to do slave work but in the field that he was in he was at the highest level of it and a lot of us want God to do more, but we're at the highest level that what we do can take us. A lot of us are doing really good where we are, but it's not where God wants us or where we want to be. And you find out that, you know, you can become content there, but you're not utilizing the gifts God gave you. You're not utilizing the things that God put into you and favored you in. Now he was favored and he was prosperous. And a lot of times we feel like that's enough where we are. I'm doing good, I feel good, and I'm prospering, and I'm growing, and God gets the glory nowhere in your life. Now, he was able to, because like when you're a believer, people can see it, but you're still not utilizing what God put in you. And when the Bible says your gifts will make room for you, utilizing what God put in you can take you further than your skill level. It can take you further than what you were trained in. It can take you further than your work history, right? So you have the case now where Joseph is at the highest level that he was going to reach. His life was right where it was going to be. It was at being Potiphar's slave. Was he, was he blessed? Was he set apart? Yeah. Yeah, he was, but he was, we were really literally looking at the end of the Joseph story right there, right? For a lot of us, we would have stopped it right there. I'm doing good. Um, you know, yeah, I'm still like, I'm still considered, you know, a servant, a slave, but I'm not, I'm not the regular ones. You know, I'm doing good. I'm not doing anything specifically for the kingdom, but my bills is handled and 
you know, I'm doing better than them. Matter of fact, I'm some of these people's like lead. So like, I'm not going to complain and I'm just going to thank God right here. In which case, that's great. That's great. But there was something that that God wanted to get the glory out of that was bigger than what Joseph probably even could put together. Right. So just like what always seems to happen when you get comfortable, <laughs> when you're just kind of cruising and you feel like this might be it, this might be if God is not saying it's it and, you know, God knows there's more. Get ready for a storm. Right. Because sometimes that that that's like the cue. That's the cue. I'm comfortable. And I, 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 especially when you know God has something that he wants you to be doing, right? When God has something he wants you to be doing, situations can change up, right? You, your comfort zone get flipped upside down. One day we have Joseph favored by his father, right? In which case, what was his plan going to be at his father's house? It was going to be to stay there, grow, have children, just like he would have you know, and been the youngest, but maybe his father would have been trying to figure out how he was going to leave a certain type of inheritance to his brothers, in which case, ultimately, his brothers would have always had some kind of animosity towards him, right? They would would have always been this bickery, um, you know, dislike, dismay for his brother, for Joseph. So they sold him into slavery. Now he gets to a stage where, look, you know, I, I am, I am a slave, but I'm at the I'm at the peak level, right? I'm doing my thing. Nobody saw this for me. I might be even doing better than I would have been with my brothers, right? I'm actually doing pretty good. And the crazy thing is he was doing so good. The man was doing so good that Potiphar's wife, his master's wife became attracted to him, right? Her seeing this man's moves, right? And he had been there for some time. He he grew into he grew into something that he did not arrived there as and so she came on to him i'm going to just i'm going to tell this story i'm going to tell it she came on to him and he didn't want to do it he was like you know you are my my master's wife he's giving me everything except you i cannot do this thing i cannot sleep with you and so he runs off she's holding on to him so tight that she rips his clothes that was my sound effect of a rip She's holding on to his cloth. She screams. This Hebrew man tried to come on to me. So, I mean, of course, Potiphar does the bare minimum of what someone would do. Sent him to jail, right? Had him sent to jail. Now, Joseph goes from high level career. (laughs) Best job he could have gotten himself with his work experience. That's what I'll say. He had the best job he could have gotten himself with his work experience. His work experience was slavery, and he went to the highest level he could get at in that field and did it so well that his circle of people began to change. What was being it, what he was attracting changed. He started attracting high level, right? And so he's put in jail, right? Uh, It looks as though hard work and being who he was supposed to be was robbed from him. There is no, no, like, where do you go from there? Okay. If your history was slaving, right? If all you had done was this your whole life and then being at the highest level of that is taken away from you, what do you do? The thing about, you know, God is God has nothing to do with your work history, 
right? God is not looking at you saying, but what have you done your whole life so I can know exactly how I want to use you? That's what jobs do. That's what the world does. Well, what have, what have you done before now so that I can know what I, where I need you to be? The difference is God knows what he put inside of you. So there's something inside of you that God is saying, when are you going to use that? When are, when are me and you going to collab? Because right now, when you're looking at this system, the system is like, well, you know, but what do you, but what do you, what, what, do you, what, what is it? What is your, what have you done? Not what do you want to do? Not this, not that, but what have you done? What can I see you show me? And it's so different dealing with God because God is saying your highest potential is not what you've always done. A lot of us are trying to stop what we've always done. As forgiving as the world might act, they, it holds you to your actions to the T. People talk about how judgmental people are in church. There's nothing as judgmental as this world. How do? What's your credit? Okay. What's your work history? Oh, how did you? How did you? What made you leave that job? Oh, wait, wait. So did you that? Like it's very hypocritical, but it's the standard. This unforgiving world is exactly what we are sold as the quote-unquote good guy the world is the good guy and god is hard on us but look at this the the world brought a circumstance and it did the world's response it put him in jail he gets to jail joseph's in jail now and sometimes when things break down in our lives it's not for us to just uh look at where we came from and then start getting in our you know feelings and you know pity parties are easy to be in and in all honesty like i recently had like my little vent that's what i'm gonna call it my little spiritual aggravation vent towards god to god you know i'm, I'm talking like man god what's going on meanwhile deep down inside i personally know i'm dodging some things right and while i was sitting thinking i'm like you know all i could think about was joseph Joseph at the point of being at his highest level in his work experience in the field that he knew since he was 17. Joseph was 17 when he was sold into slavery. So from that point till now, that's all he had known. He known his parents, his mom, his dad and his brothers at a certain point. And then from then working for Potiphar. At this point, Potiphar was probably more like a father then he would have memories for with his father, if not about the same, right? Accepting that your day-to-day has changed is a very strong thing, right? But we have knowing that God was always with Joseph. At this point, Joseph's in jail. He's in prison. And he's in prison for a real charge. The charge is a real charge. You don't just get locked up and somebody say you was trying to, you know, sexually harass them. And not to mention the person who's making the accusation is a powerful person with a powerful husband. This is not going to be something that you pass easily. Right. And so Joseph is set in a place to where he's evaluating a lot. Right. Looking at himself. What ends up happening is this is the situation that almost forces Joseph to go back into the gifts God gave him before this point. Between Joseph leaving his father's house and working for Potiphar, we hear nothing about dreams, nothing about dream interpretation, nothing about what God uses, can use him for. All of that is out of the equation. We see his growth. 
We see that he's favored. We see that he's doing okay. But anything about him and dreams is out of it, right? We don't hear about that because that's not what Joseph is exercising right now. He's exercising what he knows now and what he has been for the last few years now. And so he gets locked up and all of a sudden, right? All of a sudden, something sparks. His gifts spark. He's not in the mindset that he was in a little while ago, right? Because now that platform, that job, that thing he was so dedicated to, it's not, it's not the same place. It doesn't feel like the same place. It doesn't look like the same place. He feels betrayed, I'm sure. The man's wife, the man who just favored him and gave everything that he had, allowed him to be over it, is now having him locked up. Talk about tables changing, tables turning. So in this place, where does he go? What, what do you do, right? He ends up getting reconnected to what God put in him, being reconnected to the things that he was keen to when he was young. Situations will show you who you are. Situations will cause you to think about where you're headed, where you're going, where you came from. A lot of tests and trials are for us to analyze, talk to God, reconnect with God. God, where am I right now? What am I doing right now? Where do you want me right now? And this point right here in Joseph's story is pivotal because he could have very well stayed in prison because God favored him. And while he was in prison, the warden of the prison favored him just like Potiphar favored him. He put him over the prisoners. He put him over different parts of the way the prison was ran. That was the favor that he had. Listen, he could have stayed in prison and tried to allow himself to be satisfied with working there in the same way he did living working for Potiphar. The favor was still there. The favor that Joseph had that God put on his life was still there. It didn't go away because he was here or there, right? The thing is, when you have favor, people either see it, they either admire it, they either appreciate it, they either know what it is, or they hate it. Some people don't like that you carry God in your life. Some people don't like that you know how to have a light spirit. Some people don't like that you don't want to be connected to this world to that extent, to the extent of Every, every time someone talks about something, you have an opinion. You have to be the one making yourself be seen. It's people that have to make themselves stand out. And then here you are with favor. And a lot of times when you have favor, you're surprised that somebody doesn't like you. Joseph's brothers sold him into slavery because of favor. Okay? Favor, the, the way people perceive favor varies. Potiphar's wife's favor, it caused her to be attracted to him physically, right? When favor is not coming from God, right? When favor is not, when favor isn't taken properly by other people, it'll create a hater. It will create somebody that's angry, malicious, that don't understand why you. It's favor and they're looking at it and they're just feeling a type of way. Not even because you're trying to make them feel like that. You will have favor and people will just get an attitude like, who do you think you are? And a lot of times, a lot of people with favor be somewhere trying to tuck it away. I know I'm favored, but let me just, you know, tone it down some. Let me tone down how blessed I am, even though I'm going through situations. Let me tone down how blessed I am, even though 
I can't explain to people why I'm so blessed and why I feel so blessed. And you know what? We find Joseph not necessarily doing that, but almost living like he is naive that this favor is upon him. Because it's not Joseph's fault that favors on him. So sometimes you can get used to having favor. And you could be walking around like, you know, that's weird. What, why are these bad attitudes? Why everybody got a problem with me? Why when I go places, I didn't even do anything, but there's an issue here. People don't always take your favor the right way. That is just a fact. But but that's not up to you to decide how people are supposed to take meeting you, knowing you, seeing you, right? What we're supposed to do is be who God called us to be nonetheless. But what we find in Joseph is he was being a reflection of God, right? They People knew that God's favor was on him. People knew that something about him, he, everything that he did was blessed. The thing is, everything he did was blessed and he did things for other people. If everything he did was blessed, why wasn't he doing things for himself, right? If God says everything you do is going to be blessed, why be afraid to start something new? If God says everything you do is going to be blessed, why be afraid to step out in a new field? The world wants to hold you to your old field. The world wants to hold you to your old you. Why not step out into something new if everything you do is going to be blessed? Now, the crazy thing is Potiphar noticed it. The prison warden noticed everything Joseph did was blessed. Meanwhile, when you look at Joseph's life experience, who's to say he ever got over being sold into slavery? Who's to say he ever got over the feelings that his brothers had towards him? That they would be so angry that they would sell him into slavery. Who's to say that he ever got over that? And whatever other non-written experiences that he had to go through, the tests and trials of just life, who's to say, right? So he may not even have known or noticed how blessed he was. The Bible never says that he felt extremely blessed, but we see that he progressed, right? So we know that like he was blessed, he was prosperous, he was doing good. But a lot of times when you come from a lot of stuff, you tend to like w lean towards remembering those things. You're in a whole new place, whole new area, and you kind of still have this complex of, well, I mean, I come from this and it's always hard and you don't really want to credit that things are so much better than they could have been, right? Top of the field you were in. So anyway, now at this point, Joseph's in, Joseph's in jail. He's over the prison. Favor is still on him the same way. Only thing changes now is now, now that he's in a different type of environment, he's hearing from God differently, right? Now, all of a sudden, from nowhere, we hear about him talking about dreams again. It's been years. And then now he's talking about a gift that he has from God. When things are down and you are starting over and you don't know what the plan is and you don't know what the move is, look at the gifts, look at the gifts God gave you. And remember, if you was blessed working for somebody else, if you was blessed doing somebody else's plan, if God favored you doing everybody, everybody else's thing, why wouldn't he bless and favor you doing what he gave you the ability to do? The business that he gave you the idea to start. If God is going to use you, to bless and favor where you work and what you do and what cause whatever you do to prosper, why would he stop when you start doing what he wants you to do? God is calling you to something in a field, in an area, maybe it's closer rooted to what you do naturally, right? Your gifts will make room for you. Look at it, look at it, look at it, right? 
God is going to bless it. He's going to bless whatever you're doing. He's going to prosper whatever you're doing. Why not be doing something that God could use that's closer to being who you are naturally? Now, for me personally, I've had some jobs where I was where I was there, quote unquote there, right? This is the gig. I got it. I'm keeping it. And you could really literally look at the highest level that the job would take you, right? If you follow this job's careers map, you will end there. You can see the top of there. You can see the bottom of there. And it could be good, actually. It could be pretty good. It could be decent. It could be possibly what you want. It, for some people, it could be what God could use, right? But for, for the ones who are in more of a Joseph state where it's like God put purpose in you and he had a plan for you and he wants you to make certain moves and you're looking at the highest level that you feel like your past can take you to, to your experience can take you and trying to make yourself content there. It's because we're, we're looking at too much of how the world analyzes, how the world puts things together, how the world will place you based on who you are and where you come from. That is not the way God works. So you guys, this episode is running long. I'm going to have to cut it short, but I'm going to go give a quick recap. Joseph was raised with his father, had a great flashy coat. He was sold into slavery by his brothers. He was made the lead of his master's Potiphar's house. And he was accused of a sexual assault and put in prison. That is where we are at with the Joseph story. And I will continue from there on the next episode. Thank you for checking this episode out. In the meantime, until the next episode, think about what God has gifted you with. Think about what you're putting aside that could be receiving favor from God, that could be receiving promotion from God because God put something in you. But we will get back to the next episode on the next episode. With that being said, Christ vibes only. <sighs> boom, 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 boom.